Welcome to the Inside Zone Podcast. Welcome to the Inside Zone Podcast. We are back for another season of predictions, projections and prevarications as we slalom our way through the logjam of the NFL defensive front and straight through into secondary. I'm Nick Dunkison, senior NFL writer here at the Inside Zone, and joining me today we have got two impeccable punt return touchdowns for you in Tom Willoughby and Rory Daniels. Welcome, guys. How have you been filling the off-season? Have you, like me, been sitting in a darkened room watching every Alvin Kamara snap from 2017 for sustenance? Oh, curtain's drawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, plenty of, plenty of Bengals film study been going on this end. That must have been soul-sapping, Rory. I am sorry. I am sorry, sorry Awful. to hear that. Terrible. But, well, the season will start later today, um, as long as um, our podcast gets uploaded um, at the right time. But let's leave that, because this is what passes for a preview show. We are going to talk you through the divisions. We're going to pick a few things we're looking forward to this year, and then pick the award winners and even the Super Bowl winner. That's a lot to get through. So without further ado, let's get on with the show. We'll start by previewing divisions, and given that we've got a Saints and a Falcons fan on here this pod, um, let's let's start with the NFC South. That's the Saints, Falcons, Panthers, and Buccaneers. So let's let's go straight to the Falcons fan. Tom, how do you see it panning out? Do you want to make a case for Atlanta topping this division? Uh, well, what we've got with the NFC South is, as I've listened to four or five different other previews. Shows. I'm no, getting the around a little bit. No, the previous shows exist. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way right now. <laughs> um, the, the general consensus appears to be the NFC South, Sands, Tampa Bay, uh, is probably the most talented division in the uh, in, in the NFL, possibly. The, the Saints, the I mean, considering the Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers all made the playoffs last year, how often does that happen? Um, so personally, I don't see a repeat of that. Uh, I don't think that. Gonna, I, I think with, with North Turban taking over the um, offense, uh, I think Cam Newton may regress a little. Um, and the Saints, uh, they've had their one season um, back in the, the, the limelight, so it's the Falcons to lose. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, in, in all honesty, I, I think if the Falcons don't win the division this year, they should be very disappointed. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm sure that you'll refute my claims yourself. Well, um, I mean that's yeah. quite that's quite punchy. I gotta be honest. Um, I mean, for, for me, I think I kind of see a reason you're reading on um this division. I think you've got two top teams and possibly two bottom feeders because I really really don't like this Carolina team. They seem like a parody of sort of recent year Carolina with sort of no offensive tackles. Um, a very inconsistent defense. You've still got the sort of the strength up front, but the secondary is basically Daryl Worley and ooh. Um, and Tampa. I mean, Tampa's still a sort of team who are paying Chris Conte a salary. Well, you, you, you mentioned the sorry, sorry you, you mentioned the, uh, the the offensive line when uh, Matt Khalil is put on um, IR and he's one of your better players. You're kind of in trouble. <laughs> I, so, so I, 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 I do see that it's difficult to pick between the Saints and Atlanta. I mean, I'm, I'm, I am a Saints fan. Full disclosure, I am going for the Saints. Um, it seems like uh, the rule of the NFL that you're, you don't, 
see the best of rookies in their rookie year, players in their rookie year. Saints got so much out of rookies last year. These are now second-year players. That's when you look for them to make that leap, and maybe Lattimore's already there, but you've got whole heaps of um, players like Marcus Williams, who's definitely got throw-ball potential. You've got Ryan Ramchick, and that's without even... um, Talking about hopefully, um, you know, the player who cost two first round draft picks in a Marcus Davenport, and but it's it's a it's um in majority, and it seems daft saying this with someone as old as Drew Brees. In. It's quite a young team that you'd expect to get better each year, and I've I've said here that Atlanta still has a Sarkeesian question, and I'm pretty sure they were an '80s new wave band, but. I do worry a bit about the depth, and I do worry about the Falcons O line. Um, looks a bit thin and. It's not young. Um, um, yeah, not, not not particularly, but fair point. I, I'll I, give I you think, that. I think given given we've got one on one, I think we should get Rory to try and pick a side in this bun fight and see who he's going to go for. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't like to play the. Uh, I don't want to pick sides here, but uh, it looks like I'm I'm going to be in that position. Always I pick think, sides. Uh, <laughs> the, the the key for me is how exciting it's going to be to watch these two teams in that division. Kind of both young, um, I, I think there's talented players on both sides of the ball. I really like the the linebackers for the Falcons. Uh, obviously, we've got Drew Drew Brees and Matt Ryan. So this is that's going to be great to watch. Uh, so I think, but I think both teams there. I, I would slightly side to Atlanta. I just feel I really like the addition of Calvin Ridley. I think another weapon for for Matt Ryan in that situation, the running back tandem that they've got going there, and the other two teams in the division. I think Tampa. A lot of people uh, have written them off already. Uh, Jameis Winston, he he could be on the hot seat. I mean, they need to see something from him. Um, because it's getting a bit a bit tight now, and obviously the off the field stuff's there as well. But yeah, this is going to be an exciting division to watch, I, and I, I slightly th- side with Atlanta. I think um, just on, focusing on Tampa, if if they're starting to blanch at the off the field stuff with Jameis Winston now, given uh, everything that was coming out during college, I think that's that's a bit of an odd question. But yeah, I think we probably have written off of Tampa a bit because they they've made some tasty additions on in a defensive front i mean vinnie curry and bo allen coming in they traded for jpp so maybe maybe we're sleeping on them but at the same time if we if we if if we look back to this time last year that tampa team was a lot of people's dark horses going into the the season so they they have still got some pieces there uh i think the running back question is you need to be able to set the focus away from winston have they got the ability at running back to do that that's going to be a big question, but they've got some interesting pieces. But yeah, it's not going to be outside of the Saints and Falcons. I will stick my neck out on that. I will say that I think from those two, I think both of them are going to make the playoffs. Um, whoever doesn't win out of those two is probably going to get a a wild card spot. So um, just just going, sorry, just going back to Tampa. The main reason why people have kind of written them off is that they've had their fingers burnt for the last three years. They've been someone's dark horse for the last three years, and at that point, it's just kind of like, ah, well, maybe. I don't know. Who cares? Um, they're, they're, it Fitzpatrick starting the first three games, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Some tough defenses uh, in that first three games as well. So, like, Winston comes back, and what you hope that they haven't lost every one of those games. Um, if I'm mean, assuming they don't, they'll be the first to change their head coach. That's, uh, I'm putting that out there. Um, but yeah, all, all valid points, well made by all. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> after that, Love in, shall we stay in the South and go on to the <laughs> AFC side? Um, we have the Jags, Titans, Colts, and Texans. And Rory, who are you backing to come out on top of these four? Uh, I really like the uh, Houston Texans. I've been watching a little bit of them. And I think getting Deshaun Watson back, if we, we look back to the start of the season, he, he really, uh, he was hitting a sort of groove before we got the injury. And you've got the defensive pieces coming back, JJ Watt, Clowney. They've got some young linebackers, is McKinney. Is he, is he going to be a, a good defensive piece? I just think they've got a roster that really could challenge. Uh, the running back is, is the one thing that I think they may be short of. I always like to have a, a strong running back. Are they going to get somebody step up there? Is Miller going to have a, a bit of a comeback season? I know the Jags are going to be the popular pick for everybody. I just don't like getting behind somebody like Bortles. I, I just I think if you're going to be one of the, the main teams to beat, your quarterback has to be better than Blake Bortles. So, so for me, the Texans, I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a really strong season. And I think they're, they're a team that, that could cause an upset in that division. Tom, what do you make of that? Uh, I think, the, the more I think about it, the more and more there, there are similarities between what we've got in the AFC South and the NFC South. Because I think, I think for a lot of people, it's between the Texans and the uh, London Jaguars um, for the top pick. <laughs> Uh, for, for that division, I mean, the, the Titans kind of have, although they made the, the playoffs last year, they're still kind of a bit of a, an unknown quantity. Obviously, they got a new head coach, which is going to do Mario the world of good. Um, and then with the Colts, it's kind of like how, how much do you want to rely on a player who hasn't played for what a year, year and a half? Andrew Luck is so far and away their best player, and he hasn't played a snap since 2016. I want to say. Um, for my money, uh, I'll, I'll go with the Jaguars simply because not not to be contrarian, but that defense is really nasty. Um, and as as bad a quarterback evaluator as Jalen Ramsey is, he is a pretty good cornerback. Um, and Blake Bowles can be serviceable at times, right? Right. Yeah, he he, he can be. I mean, <laughs> and and I mean, you know, the Denver Broncos won a Super Bowl with. Um, Admittedly, an all-time quarterback, but an all-time quarterback putting in one of the worst quarterbacking performances in the Victoria Super Bowl in our memory as fans, I'm sure. Um, I yeah. think I think Texans is a pretty brave choice, to be honest. Um, so much of that roster just seems really weak. I think the O-line looks awful. I mean, you, you mentioned running backs. I think Lamar Miller isn't terrible, but it's not exactly exciting. I mean... I'm not sure they can cover tight ends. I'm not sure they've even got they've got tight ends. I think they've got a decent secondary, and I think if they can get what Clowney and um, oh god, I've forgotten his name, um, Whitney Merciless, all of them to have mostly healthy seasons, then they're really good. But you know, they live and die by their health. I mean, if there is if, something, all, all it would, yeah, all it would take is yeah. any one of those sort of major pieces, be it Watson, be it um, New Hopkins. Um, be it Clowney goes down, and it's just hard to believe. And I, I and looking at the rest of the division, I want the Titans to be great. I think the roster looks really good, but I can't bring myself to believe entirely with um, first-time head coach. I think Mike Vrabel was has only has hasn't gone beyond being linebackers coach. Would I be right? I don't think he's um, been defensive coordinator. Um, if I'm making your guess is good. If I'm making that up, then I look pretty foolish. Um, if you if you can get to the championship game with Blake Bortles being Blake Bortles, then 
Blake Bottles isn't. Well, I mean, Blake Bottles isn't going to get worse. It's a dangerous thing to say, but Blake Bottles isn't going to get worse. <laughs> he can't. He just, can't, get, just, he can't just, get much worse. And they just out of interest, guys, what what would we think if if the Jags had made a move for somebody like Teddy Bridgewater? Where would that put that depth chart? Do we think that significantly improves it if they'd have made that move? I I, I think they've they've given Bottles too much money to play Bridgewater. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I I think. If if they if they'd have got Bridgewater in and hadn't retained Bottles, um, I mean that'd be a Is huge that a team? that'd be a huge question mark though because we still don't know what Teddy's going to do in live action in live court, in live yeah. um, NFL action. Um, that that would be a heck of a call. I'm, I'm I'm very glad that we haven't really mentioned the Colts as well um, because I feel a bit why bother. Um, wait wait to see awful what Andrew, awful what, roster that wait to, if, yeah. when you look top to the bottom that's a terrible roster. I, th- I think the only the only bright spot I can see for the Colts is that sneakily their starting offensive line might be reasonably good at best, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, shall we flip the compass and hit up the NFC North? Um, we have the Vikings, the Lions, the Packers, and the Bears. And I'm going to start with this. I think Green Bay had um, on the download probably the best two rounds of any team in this draft. They got two top tier cornerbacks filling. Probably, I, I would I would say probably their main weakness, um, and they've got a future first round pick. I actually think their second rounder, Josh Jackson's the one who's going to be the star. I think Adam is a top ten player on my uh, on my nascent big board, um, and yeah, the secondary seems to have been what's held them back a lot. And if that's solved, this is going to be a scary team. I, I kind of want a player like Aaron Rodgers to get a second Super Bowl, um, and I, and I wonder if that feeds into it. But I think that there is still. Yeah, you you look you look at the pass rush and you you wonder whether they're going to get enough pressure. But I think that there's quality along this roster. I think they'll offensively they'll obviously be brilliant. They've got a very underratedly fantastic offensive line, um, and that, and if they can sort out and if they've sorted out that secondary, then that's that's scary. Although I I wouldn't actually hate the Bears as a pick here, and I, and I would probably just about have said that before the Mac trade. Um, I think they had a, a really solid starting lineup. They would need luck with injuries, um, but Khalil Mack gives them a genuine bona fide pass rush, and that was sort of the one thing missing from their defence before. And if Mitchell Trubisky can do a half-decent Jared Goff impression, that could easily at least be a wild card team. Um, Rory, where are you looking in the NFC North? Yeah, I think the Bears... Uh, going to look like a, a good team. I, I like. I think Trubisky is going to be helped massively by by Matt Nagy being the, the head coach there, and he's he knows how to make things. I think he'll he'll simplify things for Trubisky. I think he'll that will work in his favour. We've still got Jordan Howard there. I know he wasn't quite at times what we thought he could be last season, um, but he's still a very good running back. I, I think he was good last year. I think I think he he proved to be what we thought he could be, which is a two down back. Um, who can pass block yeah. but cannot catch for Toffee. But I mean, what a fantastic player to have in Tariq Cohen yeah. to come in and do to do that job. So yeah, I like the I like and a sneaky good secondary also for for the Bears. I like the the safety combo there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, safeties are good. So yeah, I agree with you on the Bears. I think the Vikings that that roster doesn't seem to have got much weaker to to me. And you obviously bringing Cousins in there. Depends what your viewpoint is on Cousins. I know the Redskins weren't too high on him, but there's a lot of good tape out there, and he's got the pieces around him at the Vikings, which which will be important. And one of the players that 
I could be the comeback player of the season, uh, player of the year for me would be Dalvin Cook. I know he had that injury last year, but he was he did look good. So if he if he recovers from that injury properly, uh, he, he I think he'll be a really good running back. So I think the Vikings for me would still be number one. Bears sneaky. The Lions we're, we're leaving out. I, I think they might have an off year. They, they're usually fairly steady, but it, there's, there's, I just think the answer question uh, Ezekiel answer. Uh, sorry, Ezekiel answer. He's not developing into what we thought it would be, and this is a big year for him now. If they can get some pass rush from him, that'll help him. Uh, they've got Jared Davis. I like him as a, a linebacker, a strong defensive leader he could turn into. But I think they might just get a little bit left behind this year. What do you think, Tom, in the NFC North? <laughs> um, I mean, I've, uh, I, I, I go with the Minnesota Vikings um, for the very similar reasons. That defence hasn't got any worse um they've added Kirk Cousins so I really like uh, as a quarterback and he's going to put up about a million points a week because Stefan Diggs is good Adam Thielens is good um yeah I I, I can't look past the um uh, the, the Vikings personally just a, a word on the Bears because they're going to dominate the headlines for the next I mean even few days because of that trade I remember being on a podcast with you uh last season where I think one of the questions was who is poised to make a similar jump to what the Los Angeles Rams were doing and you picked the Bears um, yes. Yes. and you must be I mean I, did, I, did, I didn't know if you remember but I'm very proud of you for, for that one um, it, it, it was more just <laughs> who I mean you know getting rid of John Fox is a pretty much a no-brainer for that's going to add four wins um, I, here's is, here is why I don't think the Minnesota Vikings are going to make the playoffs um Whoa, what, the, not even made the playoffs? The offensive Oof. line, I they are going to really struggle to put up anywhere near the points that you would think because they, ha, they have a pretty good candidate for the worst offensive line in football. And, yeah, we know Kirk Cousins has been durable. He doesn't miss any games. But if you can't get passes away... And I, I, know, to a po- I know to a point that basically the Vikings... Um, receiver call being made up of really good slot receivers sometimes playing on the outside kind of helps when you have no line but seriously if that i mean dalvin cook could be amazing or he could struggle to actually get anywhere when he's basically getting eaten alive in a division with strong defensive fronts you know you got people like answer who I, I i actually do rate i think he is a still a very good player at detroit you got mac at the bears you've got um mike daniels um giving interior pressure at green bay that's I think they're going to really struggle um, because of that line. But, well, that's probably a bold call on my part. Um, So before I give any of you a chance to challenge it, let's go on to the ASC North. Um, (laughs) Because we have the Steelers, Ravens, Bengals and Browns here and Rory as our resident Bengals follower. And I should tell you that when I typed that for the first time, for some reason I accidentally typed Belgians. Anyway, um, take us away, Rory. (laughs) Tell us all about the ASC North. This is a funny division. Uh, two teams. I think there's two teams here that are like the aging sort of. The, they're the premium teams. They're the good. Everybody sort of selects them every year, year in year out. The Steelers are good. The Ravens are, are fairly good, and and they're the sort of aging rosters. And on the other side of the flip coin, I think the Bengals have got a lot younger this year. I think that's part of the Marvin Lewis thing. I think the only way he kept his job was he had to make significant changes and he had to show willing that he was willing to trust the players that he was drafting. He gets a 
I, I think a lot of Bengals people are happy with with the drafts, the last few drafts. We've, we've got some good pieces. And I just think, obviously, we messed up on the offensive line. I think he just he said this year, I'm going to trust these younger players. And then, obviously, we've seen the Browns on hard knocks. That is a, a team in transition, but they've added some nice pieces. They feel like they're the up-and-coming ones in this division. I still think the, the gap is too big for, for the Browns and the Bengals to, to bridge to the Steelers. That roster's too good. Juju Smith-Schuster and Antonio Brown. We're not sure. The Le'Veon Bell thing, and I know it's developed even today, uh, yesterday. Uh, we don't know if he's even going to play this season. That is a massive question mark to that offence. But I think your Steelers are still going to be the shoe-in. And I think the surprise will be, I think the Ravens will could be fourth in this division. I, I just think how, off, how long can Joe Flacco... And Terrell Suggs keep providing the stats that they're, they're providing. I think they're being propped up. Um, I don't trust Flacco anymore, but I don't think Lamar Jackson's anywhere near starting. I think they're they're the surprise ones. I think the Browns and Bengals will prove enough to get over those two, but but not to get to the Steelers. What do you think, Tom? Um, Ravens to finish below the Browns? Uh, well, I'm very much on the hard knocks high. Uh, I love the Browns. I love everything they're doing. Oh, I love God. all their... I've been avoiding all the news, so I don't know who's been cut yet. And I'm sure I'll be heartbroken. Um, but uh, It's good no, that you prepared um, for this podcast by making sure you knew who's on the Browns roster. No, I, it, it, that's, t- that's technically a spoiler, right? But, like, these, are, these are characters that I've known and loved for, for a long time, and I don't want to know their outcome <laughs> until it, I see it, it for myself. Anyway... Um, uh, no, uh, I think the Browns will still finish last. Um, but I don't think it will be as bad as it has been previously. Um, even by their standards, I mean, they'll take 3-13, and 13, I suppose, at this point. Um, from what I understand, <laughs> um, From what I understand, Joe Flacco's been putting in the work in off-season by turning up and throwing the ball. So what more can you ask for? <laughs> um, by, by, by keeping... Um, RG3 on, on the roster that kind of says a little bit about where yeah. they think Lamar Jackson is um, oh, was it was it, was it uh, Josh Joshua Edwards put up a, a piece um, would have, would have been yesterday about the uh, rookie quarterbacks um, and he didn't have Lamar Jackson starting at all but being used somewhere and it, it feels like they could just line him up at wide receiver just to royally take the mick um, I think the Steelers are going to win the division, regardless of what uh, Le'Veon Bell does. Um, James Connors, fine. And I've added him to all my fantasy teams, so he better be fine. Um, No fancy fancy talk on the podcast. (laughs) I I say say that's going to be a really hypocritical thing that's going to come back to bite me this very podcast. But um, (laughs) So I feel like, and just very much in light of what Roy says could be quite entertaining, because I think the Ravens could win this division. Um... Flacco looked, as you said, better than he has in pre-season. In pre-season, better than he has in the regular season for a long time. Yes, pre-season. Blah, blah, blah. If you get a decent Joe Flacco, um, Ravens have got the best receiving core they've had in a while. I mean, Mike Wallace has somehow become a reliable receiver. So has a Michael Crabtree. John Brown not having to play at altitude, so not having the same issue that he has with his sickle cell and um, that he had in Ari- often in Arizona could be pretty... Um, can we be pretty special? They've got a fantastic defence. Yeah, you cite Terrell Suggs. Um, there's quality all across here. You look at their um, first-round pick from last year. Um, 
Oh God, I forgot. Marlon Humphrey, um, fantastic cornerback. Re- probably the the one that got overlooked when everyone was talking Marshall Lattimore and Tre'Davious White last year. Um, we've got C.J. Mosley, fantastic linebacker. Um, just it's just it's just a really stacked defense, which isn't surprised because Ozzie Newsom has basically spent the last ten years um, drafting defenders from Alabama, who tend to be pretty good. Um, but I think the thing for me that gives me, me Baltimore over Pittsburgh is I think Baltimore's offense has improved substantially more than say Pittsburgh's defense, and that was sort of where the balance was last season. And I, I feel like that'll be the key. I feel like Pittsburgh will take those steps back because the defense has kind of plateaued. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, last I read was that thought he might not end up playing until week 10. Why week 10? I have no idea. Um, I didn't read into enough depth. Um, He's got to play six games to get his pay. That would be why. Counts the season. So so it's the crude season, so he can actually, um, yeah, actually go to um, New England next year. Um, Obviously, it's obviously obviously going to happen. It's obviously (laughs) going to happen. Obviously. Um, Bengals are a team that I, I don't really know where to pitch. I think they could... They could easily be sort of a fringe wild card contender, or they, or the players that we're expecting to kick on could just not. Um, again, John Ross had a great preseason, but he had no catches for no yards last year as a number nine overall pick, which is a little bit Kevin White. Um, um, and with the Browns, I I can't wait to see what um, Week Five head coach Todd Haley does with them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That, that is going to happen. I can. That, I think Todd Haley will be the next Browns head coach at some some point. I'm not sure week five, but <laughs> I, f- I feel like it's a prop bet as to when does Todd Hay- what week of the 2018 season does Todd Haley become head coach <laughs> rather than does Todd Haley become head coach? Um, right, let's move on to the division that has won more Super Bowls than any other, um, including the 2018 edition. That's the NFC East: uh, the Eagles, Washington, the Cowboys, and the Giants. Tom, who have you got for this one? Uh, well, the easy pick would be the Eagles. That's a very but... easy pick. It is the, and it's not my pick, but I'll explain why it's the easy pick because they just won the Super Bowl. Uh, and a lot of people are going to say that, and you don't want to. Very good explanation. <laughs> um, I quite like the Dallas Cowboys for this one, uh, and apparently that's quite uh, controversial. And yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll try to um, explain the best I can. They what, what did they do? It was it nine and seven they went last year, uh, and they had uh, Ezekiel Elliott out for six of those games um he's not going to miss any games this year you imagine um i know that they've got some problems along the offensive line being health wise uh, and age wise and those can't be helped but i do think ezekiel elliott is good enough as a running back to kind of get around those and kind of mask that um in terms of a, a wide receiving unit they've got alan hearns who's you know, he, he looked all right when he played in Wembley that one time. Um, yeah, I've, I've just got. To, oh no, I've just got. To, I like Dak Prescott too much to not pick them. I, I, I just, I feel like they're going. I know it's not much of a bounce back considering they had a winning season last season, but I just got a feeling, and sometimes you've got to go with that feeling. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, just Tom, just before we go any further, um, there's something yeah. strange happening on your line. Um, yeah, it's gonna... the boiler. Um, I'm I'm in the garage, so you're going to pick up some boiler noise. Uh, do you want me to go outside or? Um, <laughs> I, why are you? What, why are you in the garage? 
because I haven't got a door to my bedroom at the moment, um, and it's a very loud house for, for the next week or so. Because of the boiler? No, because it's <laughs> general chat. We don't have a door. In my, I don't have a door. For whatever reason, I can't go into it now. I don't have a door. So, Why don't you, you either get the back. I can't. I, it's a whole thing. My brother ran into the door. He ripped it off the hinges. <laughs> um, <laughs> did, did, and we did, haven't but, replaced it. Was um, it deliberate on his part? No, he, he was going to get. He was going to get some dinner. He ran into the door. It came <laughs> off the hinges. We've still got it. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It's here. Uh, <laughs> so the options are: you can have the background noise of conversation and the potential of people walking in to try and tell me things they've done through the day, or a little bit of boiler noise. Do, do you know what? I just made a note to edit this bit out, but I am definitely, <laughs> definitely <laughs> do not edit. leaving this in. <laughs> Revelation: yeah. hey, Willow, Willow doesn't After have the a week door. I've had. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! I'm absolutely hysterics. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I can go outside if you want me to, but I don't know what's going on out there. So I, I, I don't, I don't mind. I just want you to feel safe and have a door. And until <laughs> until that point, I, I, my my thoughts will be with you. And you just you do what you got to do. Um, I'm going to get back to the football. Um, uh, I ooh yeah. So you, where were we? God, you just said the Cowboys, right? Um, no. Um, first. Oh right. <laughs> I, do you know I, I mean yes Philly won the Super Bowl and yes they will take a step back but they're still taking a step back from 13-3 um, I think that, I think there is a little bit of a key that's Carson Wentz coming back early and I've seen suggestions of week two I've seen suggestions that though that if he comes back this season at all he won't be 100% so that's obviously a, um, a judgment call they have to make that will probably be driven more by results and than anything else they still look a really strong roster um the one for me is stacked if defensively. Um, like they're stacked defensively I'll, I'll give them that they're still stacked <laughs> defensively as well and Bennett to that like already crazy defense is um yeah and Haloti Nata as well who wrote in rotation so obviously he's getting on a bit now but in rotation that's going to be fantastic I think I, I want I'm quite intrigued to see Sidney Jones as well um was probably looking at being a top 16 pick last year before he um, tore his Achilles in the draft um, pre-draft process. Um, so Philly got him in the second. He started appearing last year, obviously wasn't at full um, full lick, so wasn't amazing. But if he has a good first proper year, then that's a complete team. It's not just a complete defence. It's a complete team, like, without any sort of area of weakness that I can put my finger on. And that's... That's going to have to be a whole heap of bad luck for them to get beaten by, let's say, the Giants trying to win games of Eli Manning to its ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Washington, who are pretty much the same team as last year, except they've gone from Kirk Cousins to Alex Smith. So they're pretty much the same team as last year. Um, Dallas, who haven't replaced Des Bryant or Jason Witten, um, they're all-world centre, which is more important than I guess a lot of us, a lot of people listening to this might think. And I think oh, it's probably more important than even me saying that it's important, realises it's important. He's out. That's a big deal. Tyron Smith is gimpy. Um, isn't Zach Martin injured as well? That's that's their main strength that has been on offence, that has been taken out. I, I kind of like the that they've improved their defence, but no, I just I just, I just, just don't see it. Um, I don't see it at all. But Rory, you, you're, you're, you're welcome to agree with Tom, and uh, just like you did with the NFC South, you traitor. <laughs> 
defensively, I see the, the Cowboys, if they can stay healthy, that is a fantastic defence. But I think there is question marks over the health. Obviously, Sean Lee is such a pivotal figure. And Van Der Esch has got his own uh, sort of injury problems. The, the rookie that they drafted, can he stay healthy? Jalen Smith, he's got a big injury in his past. There's, there's, that concerns me and on the offensive side I'm, I'm worried about the receiving the receiving core I do I think the Eagles for everything that you've said I think you've covered the Eagles and I think they're, they're the number one team in this division I do sneakily like the Giants I think they've got better I don't think they're going to win the division but I think they will I, they could be second in the division I like what they've done on defence obviously they're going to change the shape they're going to a 3-4 a uh, they've got some some nice pieces. Ogletree is probably a better linebacker in a in a three four where it can be sort of more of a downhill tackling type uh, rather than being asked to do do any more than that. They've got uh, Snacks Harrison. Uh, they pay him, paid him a lot of money. Olivia Vernon. They paid a lot of money. They've got Lorenzo Carter that they can come in and spell as an edge rusher. I really like Landon Collins. I think there's pieces there and. And if they can, obviously, Barkley's going to be fun to watch. And can Pat Shermer get anything from Eli Manning? More than what we we know, we know that he can he can he's serviceable, isn't he? Uh, with a running game and some offensive line help that they've given him, can he take it up a level? And and we no, we haven't really mentioned the Redskins. I think that injury to to was it Darius Geis in preseason? I thought I thought they looked like that that roster looked a bit better. But there's too much pressure on Alex Smith there. That I don't think they have a running game that, that will help them. I thought guys, guys would do that for him, and so it's unfortunate for him that that, that happened in preseason. Mm. Yeah, I think I think that is a big shame because he did look like probably the most fun running back outside of Saquon and possibly a con to um, a friend of the pod, Michael Kist, including um, Saquon Barkley. Um, let's head. Um, over to the other side of the a- in the AFC East. Now, our ruler and master Tom Like isn't here to tell us about how, well, tell us about everything the Dolphins have done uh, for the next 15 minutes. Um, so we might actually have a fun preview. Um, oh, or not, because let's have a look at the division. It's the Patriots, Bills, Dolphins, and Jets. Um, Patriots to win. Um, can we agree on that? Yeah. Yeah. Do we really? I mean, do, do we have to talk about this division? I mean, we can talk like Josh Allen and Sam Darnold if anyone wants to bring them up an offensive rookie, but it's just so soul sapping to talk AFC. Is this, is this not the Nathan Peterman power hour? Are we, are we not? Because I've got pages and pages of Nathan Peterman to. <laughs> um, uh, uh, I, I did see of Nathan Peterman. Um, uh, Touchdown Tips on Twitter was asking for um, what the overall under should be that Nathan Peterman throws in ten game and ten games um, no in five games sorry and obviously it's fifty because that's five interceptions per half um, yeah yeah should we should we should we just skip the AFC East because let's just skip the AFC East there really isn't a lot to talk about is no. there. Tommy's not going to be happy listening to this. I don't think we've just completely skipped the the division. I'm I'm I'm, I'm imagining his face, and it makes me happy. So I think we should um we should, we should move on and just like tr- um troll um Tom in his absence. Um, the NFC West, I guess, is next. Um, Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals, and. 49ers and I guess this might be an interesting division so everyone has been hyping up San Francisco to the uh well 
I guess the 49s, not the nines, because of Jimmy Guapolo's unbeaten record last year. But here's the thing. He played six games and finished with a 7-5 to touchdown-to-interception ratio. That's pretty crap. Uh, that that I mean, that's a stat in isolation, and he was better than that. But to, to, to be good and have that stat is pretty difficult in 2017. And I think they brought in Jarek McKinnon. He's out for the year, so his supporting cast is essentially the same as last year. So... It's um you so your number one wide receiver is a long jumper. Uh, it's not a good it's not a good roster. I I like um DeForest Buckner um and and that's about it. I think in defence it's I mean Ruben Foster depending on how you go. So I know people are going to say the 49ers are going to kind of shock the world, but you can't really look past the Rams surely for this division, even if people are wise to Sean McVay and his um magical magical headsets. Um, I think the key for them is that they brought in big name players to play alongside the other big name players they have, and that's not what dream teams, um, which I guess is the epithet that's been thrown at them, always do. Um, defense looks fantastic and experienced. The offense looks young and exciting. Um, I worry about the O line, but other than that, I think it it it's a team that was well coached last year, and it's a team that has improved and doesn't look to have yet improved, and we'll see how this develops through the year, at the cost of its chemistry. Um, Rory, what, what 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 do you see happening in the NFC West this year? Yeah, Rams, Rams are... You can't avoid uh, what they've added. Uh, the pieces that they've added on defence are obviously so strong uh, that that really does look on paper um, one of the best in the NFL. And, and I think... The offense is exciting because it's it's young. Uh, you know, you've got you've got Jared Goff, Todd Gurley, Cooper Cup. Even I, I just think they've got this feel good vibe with McVeigh, obviously the young head coach. I think they're fun to watch. And yeah, I, Jimmy G. There's always going to be hype behind him. He's always going to be. Could he have been the Patriots? Could he have kept the Brady thing going if they'd have just handed it over to him? Is he is he that good? I still don't see it when I look at the pieces that they've got there. They've got some nice nice bits and bobs but I don't think it's a division winning roster uh, at all and I think the other two teams in the division are definitely in transition I think they're really trying to work out certainly Seattle look like they could get to the point where where they blow it up and I'm surprised they didn't take the second round off a trade from from Dallas for Earl Thomas because I would have cashed in on that uh, and really set about rebuilding that that roster um, how about you, Tom? And I, and I guess I should ask first: Are you going to use the Seattle preview to talk about Michael Dixon, or are we saving him? <laughs> Save him for later on, because I've got a special award for Michael Dixon. Um, I think it's, it's the Rams, uh, is, as everyone else has said. But, but the, the, the biggest strength for the Rams isn't so much who they've added, because who they've added is amazing. But, but um, more so that the just about everyone around them isn't as strong, apart from arguably the 49ers. Can you really say the Cardinals are better than they were last year? We can see what David Johnson's got uh, when he gets back, but um, obviously the the big one being Seattle, considering they've lost I mean two of the four. Yeah, just just about everyone. Um, Their their first round pick uh, for, for the draft being a running back who Gets more yards after the first contact, from what I understand, than anyone else. And boy, is he going to need to because he's going to get contacted the moment he gets the ball. Well, he's, got, um, he's got to get to the top of the depth chart first. Um, he's behind Chris Carson still, is Rashad Penny. He's number wow. Two. Yeah, I know. First round pick um, when they've just gutted their roster and on a running back. And 
Yeah, um, Seattle have lost everyone because I, 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 I only realised they've, they've lost KJ Wright for the year, I think, as well, or at least for a decent amount of time. And, and didn't Cliff Averill retire? Um, so there's, there's, there's basically Bobby Wagner, and that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but uh, for, for, for Seattle, I think less so for this season, but you, you kind of trust um, Pete Carroll to put together the next squad considering he's already done it. Um, where was Seattle before he came? Before uh, before he came, not really much of a contender, right? Um, Absolutely, it's not really one. For, uh, it's it's not going to be too comforting for that many uh, Seattle fans. But at least you've got a trip to Wembley to enjoy uh, in the next few weeks. Uh, but no, the Rams um, definitely. Sorry, guys. I know you're expecting a bit more, but no. I mean, I mean it, <laughs> there's not a lot. There's not a lot more you can say, is there? Yeah, it, 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 it's going to be a shock. It's going to be an entertaining shock if it's anyone else, but it will be a shock nonetheless. Um, so, last division would be the AFC West. We have the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Raiders, and the Broncos. Um, Rory, why don't you pick a winner for us? Uh, I think a lot of people are high on the Chiefs. I'm just a bit reluctant to to buy in so heavily on uh, Pat Mahomes quite yet I would look forward to watching him I think he'd be entertaining he's got a fantastic arm I just it's, this is a difficult league and we've only seen him in what what did he play just one yeah one. week 17 last year yeah so we've, we've only got that to go off obviously we've seen pre-season stuff we've seen good and bad in pre-season At the Chargers I know they, they keep getting hit with the injury bug but they have got some some real talent now uh, Rivers is still is still going strong as far as I can tell Keenan Allen had a great season last year and the defensive pieces that they've got the Derwin James I think could have an outstanding year if he can I know he wasn't quite uh, he's only done bits in preseason but I think he'll come on strong I think he'll be a, a star and, I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to watching Derwin James I absolutely loved his um, college tape so he's a heck of a lot of fun he's sort of in the same way that Malik Cooker last year was a super fun free safety Derwin James is the same as a sort of a strong safety I think yeah, yeah, and you've got uh, Dan Feeney back in uh, at guard. So the offensive line should protect uh, Rivers a little bit better. They've just got some nice players. Melvin Ingram and uh, Joey Bosa. I mean, we do, you can't help but love watching that pass rush get going. And the, the secondary sort of backs it up, allows them to, to tee off. So I, I'm going to go with the Chargers over the Chiefs for now until I see a, see a bit more of Pat Mahomes. Tom, who do you think come, is going to come home from this one? Uh, I, do, I do think it'll be the Chargers. Um, obviously, if they can keep everybody alive, um, <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's out of the question that the Denver Broncos mm. could surprise a few people. He's not the best. He knows it, but Case Keenum is a better quarterback than Trevor Simeon, and a much better quarterback than Paxton Lynch. And that might be enough to get them like maybe nine wins, because I mean Emmanuel, uh, Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders aren't bad. Who's um, their running back these days? They, I should have they've, said, they've announced it's Royce Freeman. The rookie's got a job over Devonte Booker, I think. Okay, um, I mean any team that's got Von Miller uh, has has a chance defensively to to at least turn the ball over or get the ball back. Um, I kind of, I kind of like the Denver, uh, the Denver Broncos to maybe sneak in as a as a wild card, and I would have said that 
having seen, I, I don't want to get put too much stock into preseason because it's utterly meaningless. In, in it, it, you get nothing from it. But I watched one game with the Chiefs, and surprise, surprise, it was the one that the Falcons played them in. Um, and they kept their they kept their starters in for the first two quarters, and Pat Mahomes looked atrocious in against the first team Falcons, and then pulled off a throw uh, against the second teamers. But that defense looks really bad. Mm. Um, it looks really soft um uh, is it marcus marcus peters i want to say he, he's marcus no peters longer there to, yeah he's at the rams now. yeah um so it's like who who do they have now who because i know i know that eric berry's going to be back and he's 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 great I, I like him a lot um but there really isn't a lot there defensively and that's going to hurt them put that with a, a quarterback i know he's a, a yeah, it's technically a second season, but he's he's not played really. Uh, he's going to be erratic despite the weapons around him. I think this the year to go all in was last year, and I think they're going to be a little bit disappointed. The Chiefs. Yeah, I mean we we are all going. To, we've all gone for Chargers because I think for them, and we are going to get so burnt because the Chargers do that. They they do have this thing for letting you down at the end. But let's ride it for the time being. Um, yeah, I feel do, like... do they have do they have a kick this year? I'm sure they don't. I'm sure whoever it is will cease, <laughs> cease to be a kicker. They, they, even, they even tried out Roberto Aguayo. I mean, that, that's yeah. how desperate he got. I, I, feel, so I feel like Kansas City have sort of gone full Texas Tech to make um, moments feel at home. As far as they're going to be involved in shootout after shootout after shootout. I don't want to hate on Kansas City for this because four or five years ago, back when their number one receiver was Dwayne Bow, they were the worst team to watch in the NFL. They had that, that Kansas City team, sort of 20, I want to say 2013, but it might have been 2014, with um, no touchdowns, passes, wide receivers. That was full on the, the pretty close if not the worst team that I have watched as an NFL fan in the last six years um, so it's welcome to see them kind of going the opposite straight, but it, it's, it's it's not it's not playoff formula um, I do agree with you Willow that Broncos might be better they look really blessed offensive skill positions I, I think Moise Freeman could be fantastic as a rookie the, um, they've added a bunch of receivers Colton Sutton and Tom like was really really high on Sutton in pre-draft process I see it um, and the uh, kind of finally getting their offensive line scratch. And like you said, Case Keenan is better than Trevor Simeon. And we know the defence is good. We know they've spent number five overall pick on Bradley Chubb, who could be an absolutely terrifying pass rusher. Um, but then, yeah, then, I mean, coming back, they're not they're not a better team than the Chargers. And I do feel like, were they not the Chargers, they would be a decent Super Bowl bet. Because um, they do get these injuries, but then there's players coming through, like Des- you know, got Desmond King, got Tyrell Williams, um, Austin Eckler, players who come through and play well. And that seems to have been the thing that they've developed this past few years. Um, you know, I think it's going to do the same again. And some better with injuries, we'll sort of see them home dry. Right, so that's eight divisions um, we've talked through. Well, seven and the AFC East, obviously. Um, now, enjoying NFL is about more than just keeping score. There's all sorts of interesting and fun facets and storylines to season, things to look forward to. And um, I'm going to go first because there is one thing that I'm really looking forward to seeing this year. Um, I reckon, inspired by Philadelphia Eagles, um, you are going to see a whole heap of teams going from fourth down way more often. And I absolutely love it when teams go from fourth down. It's like, what, yeah, four, fourth and three, own 40-yard line. It's like, hell yeah, try a slant to your number four wide receiver. It's dramatic, it's tense, logic seems to go out the window. Um, both defenses and offenses make bonehead and awesome plays in equal measure. Gets a tr- crowd of teams pumped up. Um, both by any fake punts or even fake field goals. More fourth downs I am excited about. What are you excited about, Rory? I think the one thing I'm looking forward to this year, just weighing up the teams, stepping back from it all, is, is quarterback play. I think this is the first season in a in a few years where I've looked at. There's quite a lot of teams. I'm interested to watch nearly, I would go and say maybe 27, 28 of these quarterbacks. There's only four, four guys that I'm, I'm, I'm still reluctant to watch. And that's not always, I'm not saying there's going to be 28 really good quarterbacks. There's just something that will draw you into to games. I think we've got a lot of young quarterbacks. We've got some strong rookies. We've got, obviously, 
Goff, uh, we've, we've seen come through, we've got Mahomes. I just feel like the quarterback play is going to be more exciting this year. And I think when you look at the fixtures, you think, oh yeah, this play, this quarterback, this, this quarterback, that's watchable. I think we, we're slowly casting aside the, the, the average quarterbacks. I think we're getting to a stage where we've got, got, got the right mix of young, interesting quarterbacks, while having the older guys still playing out the skin, the Breeze, Brady's, the Rivers, they're all still going. So I think we've reached a nice niche now where we've got some good quarterback players. I'm looking forward to, to watching those guys go against each other. Really, really, really hope you're right. I mean, good quarterback play sort of does end up being life of the league. I know it's kind of it is set up to go that way, but it's great. Um, so Tom, John, what what, what storyline are you looking for following this year? Uh, well, just, sorry, just to go back to your um, quarterback players, I, I was thinking, well, I've been thinking over the last sort of few weeks that how many teams are really not happy with their quarterback situation going into this season? Uh, for the first time since I've been watching, I think we're looking at maybe 31 or 32 teams have a quarterback room where they would go, yeah, we really like that. Um, obviously, that's not always been the case, but there was. Aside, everyone else seems pretty content. And I thought you were going to say inside there. Yeah, um, they'll, they'll find out this year when they keep Tannehill. I don't want to get kicked off the site. So um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the the thing that I'm most looking forward to, I, I want to stay away from because I don't have anything new to say about the Colin Kaepernick situation. So it seems pointless me trying to add another voice to it. Is the uh, the circus is going to be the Oakland Raiders because they let their best player go, granted for two very high picks. Um, they've got the oldest roster since records began. They've got a coach, a head coach, who is pretty renowned for throwing everybody apart from him uh, sort of under whatever bus is coming next, be it players, be it, as we found out in the last week or so, general managers. Um, we've got the most volatile fan base in the game. Uh, obviously already unhappy that they're going to be being relocated to Las Vegas. Um, and now increasingly unhappy that all their good players, the ones that they actually liked, aren't going to be playing there anymore. Someone's either going to lose a limb or lose their job. Uh, and it's, it's, it's going to be exciting. Um, I think you're going to have Derek Carr just in the middle trying to be some sort of mediator between fans and front office and it's going to be a mess. Um, I'm really looking forward to see what happens there considering the amount of money they've got tied up in everybody. So, so in, in, given the opportunity to throw an exciting on-field play, um, wonderful your quarterbacks, you've gone for watching the fact are on fire. Um, I think, I think that's, that's a decent insight into you there. Um, I, I've got one. I actually, spe- actually specifically wrote here, I'm not going to talk about the Raiders, so I'm not. Um, so this is this is where I, um, I, I start the navel gazing, because for the first time in about six years, I'm not in any fancy football leagues. And I'm kind of interested to see how it affects my enjoyment of the game. Um, actually, it's not really navel-gazing, this is chin-stroking, isn't it? Um, but I reckon, so I reckon quite a lot of people who be listening to this, um, like me, sort of, when they were getting into sport, were, were getting into it alongside really getting involved in fancy football, not really knowing what they did at first, but going, oh, yeah, Kansas, kind of, kind of like this, I've oh, doing quite well, I've drafted this Steve Smith guy, that sort of thing. Um, genuine, first year I played, I was sort of, who's this Steve Smith guy I've drafted? Um, and that's sort of been my form of years, and so I don't really know what it's like to follow the sport without that going on on the side. And it, it's it's fun, but it's also stressful. It's a chore at times. So I, I I'm I'm just kind of I've, I've taken a step back this year, mainly because I've got the brain power to do it. Parenthood, but um, yeah, I, I'd actually be interested to know what, what you guys reckon. Um, I'll get from the game because I get I get a feeling that you're, you guys didn't kind of play as much fancy football when you were getting into NFL, or if I misunderstood. Yeah. No, that's that's pretty. I mean, I, I got I started watching in two thousand and nine, uh, and I, I didn't sort of have a fantasy team until maybe four years ago. Uh, so the majority of my time watching um, the sport has been sort of made up of just focusing on the actual play. Um, and I know that you're a champion of being a, a, a fan of the sport first and a team second. But <laughs> I, I, found myself, I, I did find myself uh, um, having a bit more affinity to those Atlanta Falcons players then than I have since I started a fantasy league um, which is weird to say considering we're in the best stretch probably since I started watching um, but yeah, you, you may find yourself more of a Saints fan than an NFL fan and that's okay um, I, I will resist this every time as, as, as you know <laughs> you're setting up a fantasy team as, as we speak to try and... <laughs> I'll, I'll just buy players down the sheet of paper every week and... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah from, from, from 
from my point of view, I was something I did for the first time. I've been watching the NFL for, uh, well, I can't remember when I got into it now, so, so when I was 17, so around 10 years now, um, but watching it seriously in sort of the last six or seven. And this last year was the first time I, I did my toe into the water with fantasy football. And I was quite disappointed with myself as I did find myself uh, willing the Giants to put an injured Odell Beckham back onto the field because I needed sort of uh, one, one yard from him uh, to, to beat my brother-in-law in a in a one-on-one matchup. So yeah, I was disappointed when I got to that stage. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's something that I have as a secondary thing and I just uh, sort of play around with it. I don't take it take it too seriously and it gives you a bit of interest across it all but yeah first and foremost I just, just enjoy watching games and, 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 and taking it all in and trying to fit as many uh, games as I can in a week rapidly going through the uh, 30 minute uh, every play game pass option after the weekend's done so yeah that's usually how my time's spent that's um well I mean that's quite I am given that I am quite looking forward to him obviously um, either becoming kind of a, an, an interested rational watcher of the sport like Murray or becoming a phony at the math team fan like Willow um, well, one of the two, one of the two is going to happen. Um, it sounds like. Um, great. Well, shall we um, move on quickly to sort of some closing business before we go? Um, some quick, and I want a name and try not to give and try not to give a sentence um, explaining it unless you are challenged. Um, predictions for award winners and Super Bowl winners. So, um, yeah, challenge if you think someone's going to be talking rubbish, but otherwise, just a name and let's see where we go. So let's go for MVP first, Tom. Uh, Michael Dixon. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, need, no, need, no need, no need <laughs> like that. I think, I think well, I'm, I'm ashamed of my choice. Rory, uh, Matt Ryan. I think Atlanta will go all the way, so Matt Ryan will be the MVP. Did you explain that? I said, don't explain. Um, oh, don't explain. Sorry, I thought it was like one sentence thing. But no, that's like, that's like Matt Ryan. You can edit the last bit, Matt Ryan. <laughs> I will try and remember to edit that. Um, I have said Aaron Rodgers because predictability is great, obviously. And I've just explained it, haven't I? No. Um, <laughs> offensive player of the year um, can be MVP, might not be MVP. It's a dumb award, if you ask me. Anyway, Rory. Todd Gurley. I am going to say David Johnson. Tom? Antonio Brown. Ooh, I like that. Um, it's interesting. Sort of, we all... Um, it's, 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 I, I do feel like MVP is a quarterback award. Defensive player of the year is a non-quarterback award. And that's the way it should be. So I, I approve of all our choices there. Uh, defensive player of the year, I'm going to go first. I'm going to say Joey Bowser. Um, Tom? Oh, okay. Um, Marshawn Lattimore. <laughs> No, if you just... I don't want to say Marshall Lamont. No, I don't. I want to say Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> there we go. Jalen Ramsey. I definitely won't be editing that. Rory. <laughs> Miles Garrett. Ooh, like it. Ooh, yeah. Okay, um, now to rookies. Offensive rookie of the year, Tom. Oh, uh, Sakon Barkley. Uh, Rory? I'm sorry. Yeah. Calvin Ridley. Oh. No, I'm going to challenge on that. Um, <laughs> I just, I just think if Matt, Ryan, if Matt Ryan and the Falcons go all the way, I, I think he's unrated. I think he'll, he'll be the second receiver in Atlanta. I think he'll think yeah. I think if Jones attracts double teams, then Ryan to Ridley is gonna happen a lot. I mean, I hope you're right, um, but I don't. Okay, all right, I get all right. <laughs> no, please don't draw attention to my team. Um, I, 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 I'm, so I'm, um, I chose this because I was going to be any challenges. Um, Michael Gallup, I've got four. I can see it. I, I know why people will challenge, but I can see it because where, where are they going to get their receiving yeah. yards? Yeah, so yeah, I, I can see it. Okay, uh, defensive rookie of the year. Let's start with Rory. Derwin James. Ooh, I like that. Um, I am going to, I've already flagged him today, um, say Josh Jackson. And Tom? Uh, Bradley Chubb. Yeah, he's probably going to be Bradley Chubb, let's, let's be honest here. Um, but that just leaves predicting the Super Bowl winner um, in 2019 in the Atlanta Falcons Stadium. I am going to predict the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> well, I, I was trying to lead, uh, lead it up to make it sound like I was going to say it's to win it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, just I just want to predict someone different, different and interesting. Just that'd be a nice story, I think. Wouldn't it? Yeah, in a, in a, in a soccer stadium of thirty thousand fans, and maybe some, <laughs> some of them might even go along to watch it. You never know. Um, Tom, um, 
Oh, it's going to be the Patriots, isn't it? You know, probably be against the Falcons as well. Just like the ultimate kick in the nuts. We're coming to your town and we're going to win your trophy. Um, what, 35 points this year? Why not? Let's just go 35 up at our time and throw it our way. Rory, um, just leaving, but I kind of <laughs> to himself over there. Who do you reckon, Rory? Uh, well, just to cheer him up, I'm going to have the, the Falcons turning the Steelers over in Super Bowl. Oh, cheers, mate. <laughs> Looking forward to that. That'll be good. <laughs> I wrote down, but I just felt that sorry. Who <laughs> did you write down? No, no, I was. I did, I did write fucking down. Okay. I promise. promise. I can, I can, we can do proof. I can sweat proof it, honestly. I, 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 think, I, think <laughs> I would say, like, this is probably a better Falcons team than the team that got to the Super Bowl last time. The only thing holding them back is um, what's his face under the Sarkeesian. So, fingers crossed. And yeah. that was me wondering if we were going to get to the end of the podcast about Willow making a Sarkeesian jibe. Um, <laughs> Because I did that job, I guess. Um, anyway, that's it for this week. The season starts tonight. We at The Inside Zone will be with you throughout the season. So join us next week for another podcast. And in the meantime, check out the website, theinsidezone.com. We've got previews of all the divisions and a few other little previews um, of various different bits around the league. Um, you heard um, Josh Edwards' piece on quarterbacks trailed earlier. Um, we've got stuff on looking at the 2019 quarterback class. If you're already thinking, I want a new quarterback, which you shouldn't be. Live in the present. Um, so check out the website, theinsidezone.com. Um, follow us on Twitter at The Inside Zone on Facebook at facebook.com slash insidezoneuk. And we're all on Twitter too. Rory is R- RJ Daniels LFL. Willow is. I've written Willow's Twitter account. Willow is at Willow. Oh God, I don't know. At Willow290592. At Willow290592. Um, I'm at Nick Dunkison. <laughs> We're slightly too long a pause for that. Hope you all enjoyed the show and see you all next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the website at www.theinsidezone.com. Till next time.